Welcome to Other You, a podcast where we discuss a decision in our lives that may or may not have had a long-lasting impact. We unpack some of the factors behind it and then explore in short story form what the other version of ourselves might have experienced around that time or shortly thereafter. I'm your host, Dee. Let's see where this story takes us. Welcome to the show. This is Other You. I'm your host, Dee. And on today's show, I have with me an actor and comedian. Uh, my guest has credits such as Philly Cheese, Game of Trolls Reimagined, as well as a plethora of improv appearances at I.O., R.I.P., The Annoyance, The Playground, and at Second City. Please welcome to the show, James Macapagal. Hi, Dan. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, no sweat, no sweat. Please, call me D. Um, Thanks, D. Yeah. Super, super glad to have you. Super glad to have you. Um, how have you been? How has life been for you these last few months in quarantine? the dialing back of going out and such. How have you been? Uh, well, Dean, you know, I think uh, I speak for everybody when I say these have been the best months of my life. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, you know, I could, I could not have seen it going any better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, no, I, they've been <laughs> uh, <laughs> weird, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, weird, but you know things are okay so mm. good realize that things are okay so good um are you working from home or do you ha- do you have to go into the office i work from home i actually have been i've been lucky I've, i have a job where i i've gotten to work from home even before oh okay uh covid and and, and all this here so it's sort of not um not a new normal but a different normal i guess mm-hmm. but um you know people at work were when we first sort of started doing stay at home orders and stuff and everyone at my company stayed at home they were sort of joking around with me like oh this is completely normal for you james and i'm like well kind of i still like went outside and like yeah. did things right. and talked to people <laughs> <laughs> i still had a life outside yeah. of staying home so. not anymore not anymore. Not anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what kind of things are you doing at home to keep yourself occupied when you're not working? Oh boy! I mean, I've had a lot of uh, quarantine activities. I actually uh, yesterday I just uh, I just bottled my own beer as hey. a recent quarantine activity. I've done my my fiance got me a beer brewing kit for my birthday uh, about a month ago, and um, I did that. That was fun. Awesome. Uh, a lot of lot more work than <laughs> uh obviously obviously than you know it you might think but it's uh it was a lot of fun um but working out playing a lot of video games mm, what are you playing reading. uh right now i've been really into this game called fall guys okay it's out on playstation and also on pc steam i'm, I'm a i'm a pc gamer okay you know, if you can hear my my uh, pretentiousness right here um but <laughs> my pinky is out yeah um uh yeah that and uh i actually uh i've been getting back into red dead redemption 2 for xbox it's just a i think one of the most beautiful games ever made yeah it's pretty brilliant that game uh what are you reading i am reading the harry potter series Mm. i'm on the order of the phoenix about to finish that okay um this will i don't i feel like this will 
uh, ruin my whatever fan base I might have, but I have not finished all of the Harry Potter series. Okay. Uh, the series of books. And um, I need to. My my fiance is a huge Harry Potter mm. fan, like fanatic. Reads them every year, rereads them, knows everything about Harry Potter. And she said uh, she won't marry me unless I finish reading the books. So oh, I need wow. to do that. <laughs> wow. That's. <laughs> That is a tall so, order. Okay. No, no mixed messages there. You know, yeah. just uh, laying laying down the law. Okay. Okay. Right on. <laughs> All right. So, without further view, uh, re- without further ado, let's go ahead and get into your decision, James. What is your decision, my friend? So it is uh, a college decision, and okay. um, I. Uh, just to sort of set the table, I guess. I I grew up in Chicago, mm-hmm. um, in in the city, and I went to school here, and I've lived in Illinois, in Chicago, pretty much my whole life. And um, I have an older sister; she is nine years older than me. Um, and okay. uh, she uh, she went to all the same schools that I went to. She went to grammar school or grade school, uh, grade school, grammar school high school and then she went to the university of illinois at urbana champaign for college um you know and me and her are pretty close for being years apart and Mm -hmm. um you know it's a big deal going to college i'm uh you know first generation filipino american and you know my parents came here in the 80s so college is a big deal and of Mm -hmm. course with, with any it should be a big deal for anybody but yeah especially in our family it's a big milestone so um, when I, it was my turn to go apply for colleges and 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 um, start you know applying and stuff, you know I had my heart set on Illinois as well. I was I was dead set on it. You know I was a huge fan like of the the basketball team. DJ Augustine, that whole D Brown, that whole group that went to the NCAA finals and yeah, um, you know broke of course, all our hearts. Not oh, broke all our through. Yeah. Oh man, I still am upset about it. But um, uh, and you know, growing up in Chicago, going to high school in Chicago, everyone goes to Illinois. It's sort of like the thing mm-hmm. that you do. You know, it's like the college in-state school kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I guess you know, I had the grades, I had good good co-curriculars if you can call a theater club uh saint ignatius harlequins the theater club that they call it uh a good co-curricular i was the props head so i had a leadership on my application you know <laughs> and um you know a lot of good stuff um so I, i'm sure you can see where i'm, I'm kind of leading into this so i applied to illinois and i was i was like certain i was gonna get in there's no doubt in my mind that mm-hmm. i wasn't gonna get in right. and and then I didn't. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, it was a huge, huge tragedy at the time for me. And I felt wow. terrible about it. And, you know, I just did not know why, because I had all the all the all the check marks I, in my mind checked. Um, right. And I have some theories as to why, but I will we can talk about that maybe a later time. But um, so I didn't get into my college of choice. Okay. Um, and like last minute, of course, I didn't really apply to. I applied to like the, 
the standard like safety and reach schools, but I didn't really apply to like another like target school where I'm like, all right, this is where I want to go. Right. Okay. Like kind of a thing. Um, so like around, it was like December, like winter break. And I'm like, oh crap, I gotta, I gotta figure something out now. Like I have to yeah. either like appeal my decision <laughs> or apply to another college yeah. or whatever. So I just started applying like, like crazy frantically to any, you know, like another, you know, kind of like big 10 school yeah. or like thinking about my options. And, um, my sister ended up, um, suggesting that I apply to Indiana university in mm. Bloomington, Indiana, which, yeah. yeah, I'd never thought of, I'd ever like thought of them as an option. And, uh, you know, frankly, I'm like, yeah, I don't I really had no desire to go there. Okay. Um, so I ended up applying and then we visited, you know, I think on a random January or February and I ended up really enjoying it. Um, really, really liking the camp. The campus is beautiful. I mean, it's, there's like a gajillion trees and it's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, uh, completely opposite of what people might think of Indiana, but also it's a beautiful campus and a great school. And I actually had my, um, my acceptance like letter or whatever on me at the time, I actually handed it in person to mm. the like admission office okay. instead of like mailing it in. I don't, right. I don't know. I just kind of like <laughs> brought it with me when um, I applied right? or when I, when we went to visit, went to visit and yeah. I had already got an acceptance into Indiana. They were really quick with their acceptance into it. Um, yeah. So that's where I ended up going to school. And um, you know, and the reason why I chose this, I guess, is, you know, I think a lot about that choice because it really altered the trajectory of my life in such a significant way. And, you know, it, uh, if I had gone to Illinois for whatever reason, mm -hmm. like I said, everyone goes there from my high school and other friends and other people and, right. you know, I would have had to, I would have been with the same friends, same friend group. Right. And, um, you know, I just would not have had the same experience I would have had in Indiana. Like I, okay. I sort of forced to make new friends, be mm -hmm. in a new environment, which is what college is about. Right. And, um, and, uh, you know, meet new people, uh, sort of expand my, um, my boundaries. I got to study abroad through Indiana's college program. I spent a semester in London oh, that's cool. at, as a, yeah, in, in my junior year. And, you know, just talking with my friends who ended up going to Illinois anyway. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. It just seemed like it would have been like high school part two. Yeah. And, that's, that's you know, nice, right. So yeah, that's, that was a big thing. And, okay. um, yeah, I mean, all the friends I have now, I mean, I lived with my, the friends I met in Indiana, like for five or six years after we graduated here in Chicago, we moved back, I moved back here and I met them. And then, um, were, were the know, friends that my, you made at Indiana, were they from Chicago or did they end up moving to Chicago after school? Um, some of them, the uh, my roommate that I ended up living with in Chicago for a long time, he was from like the suburbs from like, uh, Skokie gotcha. Wilmette area, but he, he was like the opposite. So he, he was like dead set on going to 
IU. Wow. Okay. Indiana. And, um, you know, we kind of talk about that too. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And then some of the other friends that you made at IU, did they make their way to Chicago? Were you able to reconnect with them there or have they gone their, their own ways? Uh, they have, uh, a few of them lived in Chicago. Um, actually, I mean, yeah, the, the friends I ended up making at IU were, I mean, the two of them that I'm really close with, uh, were from New York, New York city, actually three of them, mm-hmm. like a, a, a good group of them. Uh, I, I'd say like they're the four of them, they came from the same area and they knew each other. And then they all ended up going to IU and then I met them and they're all from like, you know, the New York area, uh, okay. New York city area. And, mm-hmm. um, they moved to Chicago for a while and then some of them moved to, uh, other parts like Louisville. Some moved to back to New York city. I have a friend who moved to New- to LA and, and all that. And it was, uh, yeah, it was sort of people I haven't really met before. I, I had a, one of my good friends that I ended up visiting later who lived, who lived in New York city. He was from, um, he was like my, my next door neighbor in our kind of like living in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, he lived in, he's from Brazil. He, he, he's an international student and oh, cool. really, really great guy. And, uh, yeah. So I just met a lot of different people there. Awesome. Awesome. That's cool. Um, okay. What, if you would have gone to U of I, what would you have studied? Uh, I probably would have studied, um, uh, business, which is what I studied at Indiana, which mm. is sort of like the the i i want to say it's like the 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 middle class version of like an english degree or something like that it's just <laughs> gotcha. sort of like okay you know it's what your parents want you to 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 right. major in i looking back on it now i probably would not have majored in business <laughs> oh really again oh okay if, yeah. if you had to yeah. do it over you wouldn't have chosen business is what you mean yeah, I would have gotcha. done something probably more interesting and something that I actually like to do. Mm. What's uh, what's an example of something more interesting than business that you would have liked to do? Well, you know, as a an actor, I would have loved to major in theater, which has its, uh, you know, people, some people might tell you not to get a BFA or a, mm. a BFA in theater or anything like that. But yeah. that's what I've, if we didn't have to worry about student loans or, or money, I would have definitely done that. But if okay. I had to make the, you know, quote unquote, like practical choice, probably something like in IT or tech or, and, mm-hmm. you know, with computers, which is what I work in now. And I do enjoy that. I kind gotcha. of ended up, ended up in that, but okay. I think I would have enjoyed that. So I, uh, U of I was... I mean, that was the default. Everybody assumes that they're going to U of I. Um, when you didn't get in, did you consider going to Northwestern or Northeastern or even UIC? I actually considered going to, I applied to DePaul and Loyola here. And okay. I was I was considering it. Um, but, you know, it's uh, having grown, grown up in Chicago and, you know, my uh, my parents, they, they work in like the Lincoln park area mm-hmm. and, um, you know, 
and do that. My, my parents, they are, they run like a property management business. So my mom is kind of like the, you know, she's a, she's a landlord. I'll, I'll say that. But my, my dad is like the maintenance guy for the apartments and the properties and stuff. Okay. So, uh, they, I, I pretty much grew up in Lakeview, Lincoln Park. And, you know, I like the, I love DePaul. It's a great, my, my fiance went to DePaul for, mm-hmm. for undergrad and, um, but yeah, I think I just wanted to get out of the city and I kind of okay. had the, the, I, the, the romantic view of college in that sort of like, let's, you know, you know, uh, big keggers and mm-hmm. beer pong and, you know, kind gotcha. of American pie type idea of college. <laughs> that was the college experience that you were shooting for? I guess so. Yeah. When you're, <laughs> you're 16, 17, <laughs> you're sort of like, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, that being said, did um, Southern Illinois... Uh, in Carbondale, did that um, speak to you at all? It was labeled like one of the the biggest party schools in the nation a couple of times. So was that something that was ever attractive to you? No, I, I, uh, not no, not really. I I know like the uh, the the party school vibe was kind of interesting to me, but I also know I wanted to go to like a a school with a good business program or kind of like that, that okay. kind of vibe mm-hmm. thing okay. going on. So cool. Uh, so you're, do you, did you put up any barriers between, um, you and your sister when you didn't get into U of I because, uh, maybe you thought that you weren't following closely enough in her footsteps or were, was she able to just connect with you anyway and say, Hey, you know, it's cool. You know, maybe consider this. It was a little bit of, um, a little bit of both. So like, uh, you know, she was definitely the one who helped help facilitate and kind of, you know, really helped me out in Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, finding a new school and and recommending things and helping me like find a new, you know, apply and and recommending different schools and stuff just because she, by the time I was applying, she was already out working. Mm-hmm. Um, right. and like, I think she might've done a couple like job fairs or something at a couple different schools. And mm. she was like, Oh, this school's nice. I like, I liked it when I was there, gotcha. but you know, it definitely was, um, yeah, it was kind of weird. So, mm. you know, she, um, did like a really difficult program at Illinois. She's an accountant and mm. she did like some crazy, like five year master program and, and, um, you know, I think Illinois has like a really good, I guess they have a really good accounting program, which mm-hmm. is funny, but then, um, yeah, so they, she had that and yeah, I guess I sort of, I felt, uh, yeah, a little inadequate with how it kind of shook out. Like mm-hmm. at the time I felt like, wow, this is, um, kind of a huge shock where yeah you know she got to to kind of follow this path and this great path where it seems sort of very set in stone and and whatever and now i'm sort of you know set out on my own little path and um it was uh yeah i i was definitely put up a little bit of a barrier there where 
Mm. I was like, well, why did you get this, but I have to do this this way kind of a thing. Wow. But she was able to eventually kind of break through that and still, you know, maintain big sister status and keep you guys close. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, she's definitely big sister and I've, I've, kind of come to terms with the fact that I'm like I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna try and sort of follow that mm-hmm. those footsteps I guess you know it's it's my and honestly too yeah the way going to Deanna and finding out what I really want to do mm-hmm. and or kind of going that way I've sort of, I've found my own sort of path and it it it, I, it was like wow I kind of have my own thing I gotta do and you can and I could never fill her shoes or like follow her path too. So. Okay. Okay. Um, when you went to London, uh, to study abroad, what was the language barrier like there? I mean, we speak American, they speak British. How hard was it communicating with people in that other country? (laughs) Uh, it was, it, it was, it was very difficult. I could mm. understand anything. No, they, there were a few times where I did have to ask, like, um, so I was in a, the program I did, we went to school, like we studied abroad at city university, in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few times in those lectures, I did not understand what the professor was saying. Cause it was a very, you know, thick British accent, talking really quickly, and blah, blah, right. blah, and like, oh, oh, what was that? And <laughs> then, back, um, uh, can you rewind that, please? Can, yeah. Do you have any subtitles? Um, uh, and then I also wasn't, it, I got, it, it was really cool, so I got to put, I got put in an internship program, so mm-hmm. I got placed in, um, with uh, a company in London, it was, and I was looking to do, like, entertainment and, and like, music, art kind of business that weird marriage as we all know of art and business so (laughs) i got placed in with like a a record label called southern fried records and Mm. they are the label of fat boy slim no kidding um yeah so he started it with his whatever friend business partner and they that's his record label so uh, i never got to meet him but um but i was in their office you know like three or three days a week i think Mm-hmm. And uh, at first it was like, what are you saying? Can you say that again? <laughs> and, um, and then yeah. eventually we would just pick on each other for their accents. I think eventually they'd ask, all the time they'd ask me like, James, can you say water bottle? And I'd say water bottle. <laughs> and they were like, all right, can you say British? And I'm like, okay. And I'd be like, water bottle. And they would just like laugh their ass. Yeah. Lisa. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> there was, I had, um, uh, a friend, man, a whole bunch of years ago, and she's from the UK. And uh, we went, we went out to have like breakfast one day, and we were just chatting. And she, she asked for a glass of water, right? And they're like, "What? Yeah. Can I please have a glass of water? What water? <laughs> you know?" <laughs> so, so and then like hearing her frustrated that people didn't understand what she said, what she wanted, and it's like, "Why do I have to sound like a dumb dumb?" You know? <laughs> it was great. It was great. That's so funny. I actually um, have a yeah. Uh, it's a quick, funny story on that. But like, so we went. So obviously, the drinking age there is eighteen or mm-hmm. is, is eighteen. So you can. Right. And I went there when I was twenty. 
Okay. Of course, we went out to the bars and stuff. Sure. And drinking and having fun. And we'd meet, like, other students, and they were very friendly. And like, oh, you guys are Americans. Uh, you're, studying, you're studying here for your you know, uni here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're like, yeah, yeah. And we're I think we're at this bar. I think it was like a Wednesday night. It was a really random night. And uh, one of the guys we made friends with, he was like, all right, guys. Uh, I need some help here. What do I got to do to pick up some American girls? Mm-hmm. And we're like, dude, you, you just like, you just got to say anything, say anything, anything you want. And I feel like, uh, I'll, you know, the accents, right, just, yeah. we'll just come to you naturally. Just mm-hmm. say like, I, I have a, I, I work for the queen. And they're like, <laughs> all right. Right. And, and, and then we asked him the same questions. Like, all right. So like, what is what are, you know, British girls looking for in American guys? Mm-hmm. And he said, say you're race car drivers. So you drive for NASCAR. <laughs> so I was like, okay. All right. And like, do people just think America is just full of race car drivers? And like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Oh I will gosh. now. Yeah, definitely. But that's so funny. <laughs> uh, you know, so maybe it's one thing I learned in, uh, in, in acting when a British person or someone from the UK uh, attempts to make an American accent more often than not, the first one that they can do fairly well is a Southern accent. So I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if, if that plays into the idea of, you know, these race car drivers, these NASCAR, you know, <laughs> all Americans are, you know, country bumpkins that drive race cars and stuff. <laughs> You know, the, the same way that I mean, most most Americans, when they try a British accent, is the same one, probably yeah. from like a two square block radius, you know, or area rather in a very specific part of London. Right. But that's yeah. that is the UK accent that everyone can, you know, sort of thing. Yes. The high posh. Yeah. Like a glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, so what. What year was it when you graduated high school? Uh, 2008. 2008, okay. So in 2008, you graduated high school. Did you go straight to IU over that summer? Or after that summer? Where was, uh, was fall of 2008 your freshman year? Yes. Okay. And yeah, yeah. And I had one last you know, sort of summer in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I graduated in May 08 and right. then started August 08. Okay. Went straight into it. And then 2010, you dip out to the UK to do your study. Uh, 2011, actually. 2011. Okay. Like spring, spring 2011. Yeah. Spring 2011. Um, what kind of music were you into in 2008? Oh man, I was a huge. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm I'm a little embarrassed to say this. I guess not embarrassed, but because I still love this music. But I'm I was a huge pop punk fan. Like Blink One Eighty Two was like the Fall Out Boy. I mean, Fall Out Boy in Chicago pretty much was like right. a huge fan back. They were still. I mean, they they are huge, and that was like their heyday. So right. I tried everything, and my in my power to be Pete Wentz. I had like the emo hair and yeah. whatever. My <laughs> friends and I actually had uh, a band. We start, we, we played in a like pop punk, punk rock 
ish band. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. We actually played for a while. It was actually it got pretty serious, you know. Nice. We played gigs and did you guys and, record any uh, music? Yeah, we recorded a lot of music. We recorded. Really? Awesome. Yeah, my friend um, who I went to school with. Um, not, I went to high school. He went to a different high school, but I basically grew up with him. Okay. I've known him since like sixth grade. Mm-hmm. He actually went to college for audio engineering and production oh, wow. stuff. So awesome. Yeah. That's great. Do you guys have any of your stuff posted online anywhere? Can I, where can I find we, some of your music? <laughs> we have, we have a MySpace and I just looked this up during quarantine. Uh, our band was called period six, period which is six. the most high school thing you could possibly think of yeah. as a name for a band, <laughs> but <laughs> they, uh, we were on MySpace. I think it's like period six IL or something like that. And then okay. we were all our music. What sucks is all our music was on pure volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like called pure volume, which was like for all you listeners out there, it was like before SoundCloud, there was the site pure volume. And that right. was um, a huge music listening, sharing indie band thing. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that used to be on there. And then I know my friend has like the track like the actual mp3s in his Mm. computer somewhere gotcha okay all right that's fun so period six il on myspace give it a listen (laughs) y'all you guys all have still active myspaces right please (laughs) go go check it out hey when uh facebook and instagram uh you know uh, hit the curb. MySpace is going to make a, a huge, massive, massive comeback. Comeback. I'm yeah. saying it. <laughs> it's not coming back. No. no, no. <laughs> it's never coming back. Tom had the right idea. Yeah. Just get out. What do you think? Yeah. Man, yeah. he got out right at the right time. He's like, all right, I'm yeah. out. Peace out, dudes. And then it just like yeah. kind of crumbled <laughs> shortly thereafter. That's great. Um, okay. Um, it's you and your sister. She's plus nine. Okay. So. Let's say you got into U of I. What were the next five years going to look like for you? Well, I mean, I... Um, I mean, okay, so was, let's assume that you go through the four-year program. I'm sorry. Let's assume you go yeah. through the four-year program at U of I, the subsequent five years, five years after graduation. What does that look like for you? Well, I'm definitely have, I definitely have the same friends from... High school? High school. And I say friends with a quote, you know, like quote unquote friends because they were, you know, they weren't really the best friends to have, I guess. Yeah. Like they, <laughs> they were, you know, the classic like dudes who just kind of like, I don't know, bro yeah. yeah, like kind of dudes. And um, yeah, I would have had those same friends. And then, you know, um, maybe a couple high school crushes were in Illinois and I'm still kind of wrapped up around them. And I would not, I met my fiance my last year of of Indiana when I came back to Chicago, but I would not have met her if I hadn't like gone back from Indiana and this one weekend and, Hmm. and, and um, who knows if I would have been still friends with, um, uh, like the friends I made there and my right. old like grade school buddies, you know. Um, and then I would probably be in I would probably be in Chicago again. Okay. But uh, living with 
my high school friends again, quote unquote right. high school friends and sort of like just following the, the, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, pre ascribed path is the word I'm coming to right now Gotcha. where it's like, you know, kind of, uh, the same old, same old, mm-hmm. I don't know what I would be doing. I don't know what I like, what job I would get. Cause like, so when I graduated Indiana, I was having a hard time finding a job because um, hmm. I, uh, what I really wanted. So why I majored in business at Indiana and and I majored in marketing because I, I wanted to be um, like a talent agent, like a in in, in the entertainment business, and I got okay. an internship. So wow, this is this is interesting. So I'll, I'll back up a little bit. So um, I got this internship my junior year, my junior year summer, right after I got back from London um, at this talent agency in LA called the Gersh Talent Agency. Mm-hmm. And I got that through um, like an alumni group of this of this group I was in in Indiana. Um, I, I'm hesitant to say, but I was in a fraternity in Indiana. And I guess I'm she that because fraternities are awful, but also... It was okay, I guess, but okay. Anyway, the alumni group of that of my fraternity, my frat, they, I met this guy who was a talent agent at Gersh, and that's how I got this internship. Was I just sort of kept bothering him? I sent him my resume and was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, do you have any internships?" And he was like, "Absolutely." And I lived in LA for a summer, um, uh, and, but that's because I went to Indiana and I you know, join this frat and right. met friends and made different friends and, you know, went on the alumni LinkedIn group and found this guy who was like the one person who was like a talent agent in our hmm. alumni group. Okay. So, um, and I got that definitely because I went to Indiana and like, uh, but of course in 2012, like the economy fucking collapsed yeah. and they weren't, um, they, de- you know, like like right now, the entertainment business back then was not, especially the talent agency business, was not hiring yeah. anyone, and let alone out of state people and mm-hmm. and whatever. And um, so I had to move back in with my parents uh, wow. when I graduated from Indiana, and just sort of like hang out. And I actually worked at Target. I got a job like a nice. you know just a temporary job at Target, just mm-hmm. whatever. To get, get a little bit of money and do what yeah. I do. Um, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, if I went to Illinois, I don't know if that would have happened. I definitely would not have. Probably not. I, you definitely wouldn't would've, have made that connection. Yeah, for sure. Ab- absolutely not. And then I probably wouldn't, I would have like got a, you know, I probably would have majored in accounting or do, done something like that mm. and work for like whatever, maybe get a job, probably get a job with my sister's company and like, Right. Ride the old nepotism train. Yeah, down to Grapeville, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, when? What year was it that you met your fiance? Uh, twenty thirteen. Okay. So, well, I met her in twenty twelve. We started dating in twenty thirteen. Gotcha. Okay. So met in twenty twelve. Uh, where did you guys meet? I know you said that you uh, met her here in Chicago, but where where did you guys meet? Uh, we actually met at a party. Um, I came home l- like 
I remember vividly. We, I came back from a part. I came back from Indiana. I was visiting Chicago in December, um, or maybe uh, no, it was February. It was like a really cold ass <laughs> February that senior year. My last year, that last like kind of spring semester, mm-hmm. uh, my friend was having some, you know, some health issues, and I came back to visit him and uh, just kind of hang out with him, and then. Um, his sister kind of called randomly on Saturday. It was like called him and was like, Hey, there's some like weird dude at this party. Can you come to this party? And like, basically, you know, basically called big brother. I was like, Hey, can you just come here and make sure um, this guy isn't a creep or whatever. And uh, we went to that party. I, I so was with you're, him. You're not the weird guy in this story. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not the weird guy. I mean, I might be the weird guy. Uh, my fiance might be like, you were the weird guy because I was uh, definitely too drunk and too high to a function when we visited them, but mm-hmm. uh, we were fine. Gotcha. And they, okay. We we visited this part. We came to this party, and you know, me and my friend TJ, who uh, was with us, uh, we were like, yeah, we'll go hang out and drink these kids' beers or whatever. So we we went to this party, and that's where I met. My fiance, she was also there through a friend of a friend, and um, like I said, we did not really interact because uh, I was not in the right state of mind to mm-hmm. talk with anybody. Sure, but uh, her friend started dating my friend who was having those health issues. The reason why the, the big brother of the his, you know, the our friend who called him so anyway our mutual friends started dating and then um that's how we kind of hung out more and then we started dating and gotcha. okay. officially went out yeah awesome congratulations and then you guys are getting married um uh, next year so we were getting married this october but okay. we decided to postpone it for like indefinitely and you know mm. and just we'll have it we'll figure it out you know like there's we were going to have a lot of out of town guests and then i have some family traveling from out of the country like uh uh philippines and and, and canada actually so and they obviously can't and should not travel uh, yeah. right now so mm-hmm. and you know honestly the way 2020 is going we're like i really we really don't feel like this is a good year to celebrate anything so we're just <laughs> we'll, we'll schedule it for another time you know? fair enough Fair enough. Okay. So it's, yeah, that's, that's the smart play, I believe. Although, you know what? I've seen uh, quite a few like zoom weddings this year, uh, that were super cute, but I mean, those are people that are like, ah, I don't want to wait. I want to, you know, move in with my wife and yeah. or I want to move in with my husband and I'm tired of waiting and living in this stupid apartment sort of thing. So I get it, yeah. you know? But I mean, I appreciate that you guys are like, no, let's let's find a time when everyone's ready to party. <laughs> We're not all super yeah. bummed, and you know, like getting that anxiety of being pent up in the house for so long. So, yeah, I yeah, I mean, it. it's it's a disappointment, but you know, we can always. It's like we can always have a wedding. Yeah, we can only really get married once. So it's yeah. like, well, why don't we? get married or like go to the courthouse and then we'll just have a big anyone anyway like everyone just cares about the party anyway right. no one really cares about the that's true. ceremony the right? ceremony <laughs> like sometimes like i've been to weddings where the ceremony is literally like 15 minutes 
Yeah. You get in, yeah. you say some vows, and everybody buggers off. And then you party right. for like six hours. So, yeah. Right. All righty. Um, yeah. I think I have enough to create a story um, for for other James um, that I think will, yeah, I think I have an idea of what I'm going to write about. So, um, that being said, at this time in uh, the episode, we're going to take a quick break. We'll listen to some music, and then when we come back, I will read the story called Other James, and then James and I will have a chat about it. Thanks for being here. Hang out just a little bit longer. My girlfriend's on the wall and I think she's undressed I step in a bit closer just to get a better look A pink sock and she has it, now here comes a hook Nightful Tower, golden shower, rusty trombone It's what they don't know Angry dragon, dirty wagon, Cincinnati bow tie I messed up like the others and duck buttered the place I have to leave this house because it's sick and obscene I soon came to discover that my friend got Danny Clever Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that music. That song was Duck Butter from the album Duck Butter by the band Period Six, of which my guest for today, James, was a member. Uh, speaking of James, if you want to follow him on social media, his Instagram is at jmac90, and he is also a part of an improv group called Club Asia, and their Instagram is at Club Asia Improv. So please feel free to check them out. Uh, James, what can you tell us about Club Asia? Uh, Club Asia is um, a, an all Asian American Pacific Islander uh, improv group that we started here in Chicago. Gosh, uh, maybe two years now, mm. um, and it was just started uh, through uh, this uh, Facebook group called the Chicago Diverse Comedy um, Initiative Group, or whatever. Just a Facebook group of a bunch of you know POC improvisers. 
and uh, we just sort of were met and started doing improv, and we've done improv um, all over the city. We had a sketch show at Second City uh, this last February, nice, which was pr- probably the last sketch show to <laughs> ever exist. <laughs> yep, the, um, the very last and, one and the best. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we've been together for a while, and we have um, uh, a great cast of awesome, awesome. Um, Asian American uh, improvisers and comedians who are just so so talented and so funny. So that's great. Uh, please awesome. check us out. Cool. Are you guys? Um, I guess it would still be kind of weird to do that, but just because of the whole social distancing, I was just wondering if you guys were still getting together to kind of rehearse and maybe record some of those and throw them up on your Instagram. Little, yeah, you know, two minute sketches. Yeah, actually, we we put up a little. Um, it's like a lip. I, I forget what they're kind of called. They're like lip syncing. Oh, lip sync. Okay. Lip syncing video, kind of a music video of. Nice. Um, it's like a, a spoof of, uh, a girl worth fighting for from Mulan, but it's called a girl worth masking for. Oh, nice. Um, and <laughs> it was. I think we did it like in March or nice. April, okay. something like that. Sweet. In the in the in the early in the early time of stay at home. So nice. I love it. I love Mulan. I love that soundtrack. Um, I, I sing probably like once, at least, at least once a month out of the blue. Uh, I'll just uh, bust out that opening line of the, um, uh, what is it? Let's get down to business. Oh Let's yes. Get down yes. to Be business to oh, defeat. Yes. Yeah. That song. I just bust out in, in that. Yeah. Just on, on a, oh, yes. a super semi-regular basis. I love that song. Um, oh, it's the best. <laughs> cool it's beans. the best. Yeah. So again, yeah, check out at Club Asia Improv uh, and follow them there. Uh, or if you want to follow James, at jmac90. And uh, you can uh, see all the photographs and lives and stories that he posts. Um, but that being said, let's go ahead and get into other James. You ready? I'm ready. Let's Excellent. do it. Shit. An exasperated other James releases as he reads from the acceptance letter from the University of Illinois at Champaign-Urbana. You see, his life for the last 10 years has been chasing that of the successes of his big sister. She ate apples, so other James eats apples. He is not a particular fan of the versatile fruit, but he eats them nonetheless. If he had to pick a favorite, it would likely be Macintosh apples, which are the worst of them all. She always tied her shoes right first and left, so other James did everything from right to left. Shoes, pants, jackets, right first, then left. Other James, why do you use that language? I'm sorry, Mama. He quickly laments, this is my letter from U of I, and they said no. I don't understand why. I, I did all the extracurriculars. My grades were good. My tests were good. My essays were good. I, I was good. I don't know what else to do. Well, you tried your best, no? Maybe I could call them and ask for you? No, no thank you. I mean, <laughs> that's sweet, but no. I'm going to solve this. Mama, I don't, I don't even have a backup school. I mean, this is all I've been preparing for. I know, Anak. I know. Well, you do what you have to. I'm sure you oh. will get in eventually. The phone rings once, twice, thrice. There's a click, and a young voice calls into the receiver. Hello, admissions. Nervous, yet practiced. Other James unleashes the most amazing, prepared inquiry ever contrived. Hi, yes, my name is Other James, and I applied, but I didn't get in. Why? Satisfied, he leans back in his chair, arms crossed, and patiently waits for an answer. 
blinking through disbelief, the student secretary pauses for a moment before replying, um, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't, I don't even know who you are. I told you, I'm Mother James. Why didn't I get in? I have no idea. How about I connect you with one of the admin counselors and they can help you figure out where you fell, fell short. <gasps> fell short? Excuse me? And that's really rude to assume I fell short. Look, um, <laughs> other James, is it? I don't know what else to tell you. You applied and didn't get in. There's only like a 60% acceptance rate here. Sometimes really good candidates get overlooked. I'm not saying you're a really good candidate. I'm just saying sometimes it happens. Here, just give me your <laughs> number and I will have someone contact you. Unsatisfied, other James furiously pushes a disconnect button on the phone and stuffs it into his pocket. He sifts through the countless ace assignments and collection of perfect uh, score tests and collects a few, uh, a select few. He grabs a photo album cataloging his years in theater and the many performances of his band. Armed with sufficient evidence of merit, he heads to his car and drives the two plus hours to the admissions office, barges in and demands to be seen. The teenage secretary, tired of everyone's whining and complaining and chirping, just holds up a hand as he torpedoes toward the desk, engulfed in an aura of determination. The entire ride down, he recited his plea over and over. Hi, my name is Other James, and I deserve to go here. Let me in. Standing before the ambivalent secretary, some of the taste left his mouth. He was maddeningly impacted by the rejection, but she could not be bothered. Wanting to be angry and adversarial, he balled his fists, ready to jab with words. Other James was not a fighter. All he mustered was, I really want to go here. What can I do? Through squinted eyes, she asks, you sound like, did we talk on the phone earlier? Yes. Look, I don't understand why I didn't get in. I feel like I did everything right. Like I said before, not everyone who applies is accepted. Sometimes we reject people that think they deserve to get in and accept people that think they don't. It's easier to transfer in than it is to get in as a freshman, by the way. Maybe start taking classes somewhere else and try again next year. Defeated, Other James closes his eyes and takes a single breath in and holds it. He leans into the pressure in his chest, his full lungs cause, and keeps it in for close to a minute before releasing loudly and heading out. Over 300 days later, Other James sits at his tidy desk in his bedroom, in the bedroom he rents at the house, just a few blocks from U of I's campus. Determined to stay close for when they accept him, he lives in a room in the attic of a three-floor house owned by a permanent faculty member who is rarely home. <laughs> he has spent the last year attending Parkland Community College, getting general credits out of the way at a profoundly discounted rate in comparison. He removes Very a smart. pencil from the 32-ounce cup adorned with the image of Tom Hardy's Bane as portrayed in The Dark Knight. It is a 3D image, so it provides a sensory relief when he's stressed as he can rub his thumbnail along the ridges. He rips open the envelope marked, postmarked May 15th, 2009, and pulls out the folded letter. It reads, Dear Other James, we regret to inform you. Other James slams both hands on the table. I will get in. I will. Other James focused solely on attending U of I the following year. He again enrolls at Parkland Community College. Not wanting to accept an associate's degree for completing the appropriate coursework before attending U of I, he signs up for an assortment of unrelated courses, social science 101, acting for stage, computer languages, theory of mathematics, <laughs> history of memory devices. The classes are uninteresting, but he is diligent. He never sees a B and matches his perfect grades with perfect attendance. May 15th, 2010. The balmy air and the chill of the morning grip other James tightly. He's wearing his lucky shirt and pants. Unlucky as they have been, 
They are the outfit he wears when opening his previous two acceptance letters. Everything is the same as last year, <laughs> only I got perfect grades. They have to accept me. He tears open the letter. We regret to inform you that, unfortunately... Damn it! What do I have to do? Angrily, he tears <laughs> the letter into pieces and throws them at the wastebasket left of his desk next to his bed. I guess I have to try harder. Other James opens his syllabus and reads off the room assignments for his classes. Reflexology, room 210. The History of Round Ball Sports, room 111. Economics 101, room 204. <laughs> Intro to Sports Medicine, 101. Breathing heavily, fighting back the frustration of classes that mean little to him, he grips the syllabus tightly enough to crumble it, stuff it, stuffs it into his bag, and heads to class. May 15th, 2011. Other James sits at his desk. His lucky shirt and favorite pants are neatly pressed and pleated. With scissors, he opens the envelope. Unfortunately, we cannot accept. The pile of rejection letters grows steadily year by year. He started saving in 2011. Having completed all of the entry-level courses by fall of 2019, he accepted an associate's degree from the small community college willing to continue taking his money for classes without preparing him for a specific field of study. December 1st, 2019. His lucky shirt and pants have failed him every year, but he is undeterred. Wearing them one last time, hoping to squeeze just a little bit of good luck from them, he tucks his lucky polo into his favorite khaki pants. He holds the letter up to the light, but is unable to see anything written in the letter. Other James looks at the stack of rejection letters and exclaims, You are as tall as you were ever going to be. Today, today I get into U of I. Today I fulfill my destiny. Well, maybe not destiny, but you know what I mean. He carefully pulls back the glued flap and retrieves the embossed letter. Congratulations. Ah! I got in. <laughs> ha I knew I would. I knew it. <laughs> Continuing the letter. We are happy to accept you as a transfer student for the fall term of 2020. Fighting tears oh, for God. a moment, but then resigning to his satisfied emotional state, he weeps for several minutes, wiping his eyes and nose on the half sleeves of his lucky polo. The shirt and pants were lucky today. They were the luckiest they had ever been. They finally lived up to their roles as the lucky charms he believed they were. Other James excitedly reading his mother. Mama, this is the best news I ever could have gotten. I got in. Can you believe it? I've been working so hard for so long and I got in. I'm going to run downstairs and terminate my lease here and head home. I'll move back in the spring <laughs> and get myself ready for campus life. I absolutely cannot wait to be a student on campus. <sighs> it's going to be the best news I could have gotten. May 15th, 2020. Dear Mr. Other Macapagal, we regret to inform you that we will be hosting class exclusively remotely for the fall term. We have ceased granting housing to students intent on moving to Canvas. We appreciate your understanding. Oh, what the f***? <laughs> the end. <laughs> Snaps. Oh, my God. I was just going to say, like, so does this mean there's no COVID? If I get in? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, the history of like the history of round ball sports would be a great class. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I would be interested in that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god, that ride. was awesome. Good. Thank you so much, D. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> so, um, as I ask with everybody, uh, can you can you see can you see yourself in this uh, depiction of you? Can can you see any bit of yourself? in the way that you relate to things or the way that other James responded to stuff. Can you see any part of you in there? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a pretty, I was very upset when that happened, when I didn't get in mm -hmm. uh, to UVI and 
you know, when you're like, you know, whatever, I was 17 mm-hmm. at the time or whatever, you just don't, you know, you're teenagers, so you don't know what you don't know, if that yeah. makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it, 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 things seem so important. I, I was actually talking with my fiance about it and her friends, and I think it seems so important back then. But then when you look back on it, you're like, oh, I, it was not a big deal. It, I mean, it was a big deal, but it wasn't that big of a deal, big deal. And I'm glad I like let it go, obviously, because mm-hmm. I had to, I had to, but I could see it where if I didn't let go of that, that defeat or whatever you want to call that, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I was very, very obsessed with it. And yeah. being obsessed with that and trying to be perfect and thing was definitely something that I was trying to do back then mm-hmm. and still do now. Yeah. But, okay. you know, uh, but you know, it's okay. I'm like reminded of this really old SNL sketch uh, called uh, Daily Affirmations with Stuart Smalley, where it's like mm. um, that. Basically, the gist is he's like a an, like an affirmation guy. So it's like you're good enough, do it. You're great, and it's a spoof. But yeah. anyway, the tagline is uh, you're good enough, you're smart enough, and gosh, people it. like you. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I'm reminded of that. Like you know, it was okay. It all worked out. But yeah, I would. Uh, well, one, going to community college is a very safe and smart, frugal thing to do. Everyone should do that now. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, yeah, Parkland Community College. Is that actually the – I forget what – is that the community college in – Yeah. It, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. I never looked at that, but mm-hmm. there was a similar one in Bloomington, Indiana, and I – I, people took classes there and transferred, so that would have been a good. Yeah, that yeah. would have been a good move. Yeah, yeah. I, so move. I, I knew somebody that attended U of I for a while, and then they ended up going to Parkland for a while, and then went back to U of I. So I was like, oh, I know there's a school over there that that that's like a community college that you can go to. But I'm also, do you remember the 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 movie Rudy from the like the early '90s with uh, yes, starring yes. Samwise Gamgee or his whatever his real yeah. name is, uh, Sean Astin. Uh, yeah. Sean Astin, yeah. yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah, in, yeah. In, in that story, Rudy, he didn't get into Notre Dame. Uh, and so he was attending the, like what the community college equivalent would have been for that, for Notre Dame. Oh, it was like a small yeah. other Catholic school. So it reminded me of that. So in, in my head, you're like, no, no, he's, this, this James is determined to go. So he's going to stay oh, as yeah. close as possible. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I would have done that. I could see that. And then, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So good. <laughs> All right. On. Yeah. So like I was it, like as we were talking during the interview, the idea of having like uh, I want like a part of me was like, oh, man, maybe we should make him 40 by the time he finally gets in. And I was like, oh, no, that's, that takes up so much time. And I love the idea. And for me, I thought it was really funny. And so like finally he gets in. And then there's COVID. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck you, dude. You're gonna stay home. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's you know, it's like the whole thing is like I wanted to be on campus. I wanted to be in there in that mm-hmm. on the, you know, yeah. In my opinion, very drab campus of yeah. Illinois Champagne. If mm-hmm. I could jab at them, but and then uh, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. And you know what's funny is like so uh, a few of the guests that I've had have uh, their decision revolves around like college or school or something like that so i've done a lot of research on schools and all of them their banner up top is like hey due to covid stay your ass home you'll be learning online (laughs) (laughs) you know because i'm like looking through housing trying to see what the different housing buildings are and they're all like hey this is closed no 
you get away. Don't even look here. You know, just like all, with, doing everything they can, except just taking the page down and leaving a 404. Um, right. It, it's been funny. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, also. So the thing I mentioned in our interview. So uh, when like why I didn't get in, or at least the the, the theories of it, mm-hmm. I've thought about that, of course. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because in the in the story, it's like, well, I don't know why you didn't get in. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but like years later, I think it was like four, five or six years later, there was actually a huge scandal at the at Illinois Champagne really? at Urbana Champagne, where like ten or even like maybe fifteen twenty percent of the students accepted to Illinois between like 2008 and 2010 or 11. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have the grades, but they were on like a, a list of like a clout. They called it a clout list. They called, <sighs> the, the scan is called clout gate. Um, yes. And it was just like politicians and sons of politicians oh. and like, so like legacy people. Yeah. Legacy. legacy kids, and like, yeah, they gotcha. like paid, you know, and they had like, you know, ter- you know, way under standards like i think the minimum gpa i don't know like 3.0 or nine something you know of mm-hmm. a, a, a normal grade point average some of them had like you know like 1.2 or something like really Sheesh. very like you they clearly did not try and yeah. just had the knew they were going to get in because of this and i've always thought about that like I wonder if that was why, because hmm. like you, in the story, it's like I had, I had on paper, I checked every box. So right. Yeah. It's funny that that come up in the story. Cause it's like, I don't know why it's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shoot. You're right. I wish that would have come up in all of the searching I did. I, so as you're telling me, I'm remembering that scandal. Right. And I, that popped into my head when, uh, like, it was maybe it was the early part of this year, late part of last year, where uh, Felicity oh, Hoffman yeah. and Lori Laughlin were both oh, yeah. like in the news for that sort of thing. And so I was I was reminded, oh yeah, that happened at U of I too, right? Dang, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, but yeah. oh it, yeah. It, it all of the research I was doing for this, it hundred percent slipped my mind. So I'm like, shoot, <laughs> dang, that could have been fun to. <laughs> <laughs> Go yeah. down the clout the clout list yeah. of yeah the yeah but it's but i still found that hilarious because it's it is one of those things where if i did have the chance to ask somebody in admissions mm-hmm. at illinois just like why and yeah. i would be curious to hear the answer like i don't really know why mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no i think it would have been um, hilarious though if they were like oh well we have this clout list and you're just not on it <laughs> you were just bumped sorry <laughs> sorry man couldn't you you couldn't buy your way on so <laughs> you fell through the cracks that's my favorite thing that people say right when yeah. oh, something yeah. happens like oh what happened oh well you know sometimes people just fall through the cracks I'm like what <laughs> what does that even mean oh, oh i know oh uh, what or also like we, we have very good kids that just don't get in and like mm-hmm. what what does that mean yeah like, why why not what does that mean why not yeah, if they could check it, it makes no sense uh, college is, is a racket <laughs> it, it legit is it, it legit is oh my gosh that's so funny that's so funny so were there um it. were there other oh did i did i get that right anak is that how you say anak. it it's, it's anak? uh anak anak, anak. Um, okay and it means child, yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, that's I love that because uh, so my mom would never 
has ever actually called me Anak, but like now that okay. uh, we're we're trying to speak to Galug mm-hmm. in our texts and like in just in person and stuff. And you know, years mm-hmm. later, I start she starts using Anak and and stuff like that. And uh-huh. um, and but yeah, but you got my mom right. Like she told me it was like, well, you know, the kind of very she's a very comforting woman and mm-hmm. nice very very nice woman uh i love her and but that kind of like um why don't you just call them and just figure it out yeah you could do that like uh-huh. maybe they'll tell you you yeah. know uh-huh. we'll figure this out james <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh right on I'm, I'm glad i'm glad i guessed that right I, I, part of the fun full disclosure of this exercise for me is guessing you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm guessing oh, yeah. at your voice. I'm guessing at the voices of the people in your life. And it's super fun when I hit it, you know, or if I, if I, if, or if I feel like I'm like close or like, Oh, you know, that's super close. The, the, here's a little thing that is a nuance that's different, you know? So it always, thank you. It always feels good to hear that I was able to, to narrow in, you know, the voice of somebody. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, the, um, the pieces about like, falling in my sister's footsteps mm-hmm. it just hit it hit deep but it, it was so true because yeah. it was definitely what i was doing back then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's great that's great it's it's like um so I'm, I'm i'm the middle child of five but i always wanted oh, to wow. be like that big brother um to my younger two siblings that they were like oh man i love my big brother but we i think we were all like <laughs> yeah. too close in age because uh, I was two years older than my sister and then four years older than my brother. So we were all pretty close in age. So I never did feel like I was able to like exist in that role, which is fine. Yeah. So, but I love the idea oh, of, yeah. you know, that other sibling that the younger one. And it's like in my head, it's like, oh, eight, like eight years, seven, eight years or more younger, like really idolizes. Whoa. You know, I'm still taking naps. Oh, yeah. But you get to ride your bike all day? My hero. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Oh, That's, yeah. Yeah, you know, where it starts. Where, like, I want to do everything that you do. So, like, my wife, she was the oldest. But the way that she, like, lived that was she had a cousin that was older. Right? So, when she's, like, six or oh, seven, yeah. her cousin was, like, 16. And she said that anytime she saw her, she would always just be around her, want to sit on her lap, want to talk to her, want to like try and do her hair, you know? So it's that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. The little siblings. So I, I always, I always love when I hear that. So it was, it was fun to be able to kind of put a little snippet of that in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's funny because like my sister had the same thing with my, my, um, our first cousin who is older, mm. um, than her, I think. I forget. I won't. I won't go into how old, how much older they are. But mm-hmm. also, um, yeah, she was all about that and kind of did that. Mm-hmm. She followed her, kind of those footsteps of like doing, you know, like a, uh, majoring in like accounting and and, mm-hmm. and consulting and very, you know, very successful in her job, corporate job, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, too, and but in but also in her own way, which is interesting. Um, and I like that that's what this kind of brings me back to, or I think about that. And this is why I chose this is that kind of like, you know, and I guess I never really thought about it in the way until I heard the story and, and we talked in our interview, but like, you know, do you really like, what is following in someone's footsteps? Like, do you, 
should you like what what would that entail and mm -hmm. if you did like what how how would you turn out and you would have a different it just wouldn't be your story and that's right. kind of how i'm yeah. feeling it right now and it, in this sort of like you know dystopian story where it's like i just can't let go of like i this is not my fate this is yeah. not my destiny yeah for whatever reason whether it's like i get cheated by clout gate or right. <laughs> i didn't have the grades or just you know sometimes like you yeah. said you just don't get in like yeah. that's just the way college is unfortunately mm -hmm. yeah but and that kind of writes the 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 tapestry of your life if i can yeah. borrow from star trek the next generation oh please yeah. do please do <laughs> But, but you, you have to, so you have true. to credit who said it though. You have to credit who said it. Oh, that, I mean that's I mean Jean Luc Picard, of right. course. Mm, obviously, the ultimate yeah. <laughs> uh, with 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 Q, which who yeah. is who is the best, yeah. the best villain slash not villain. <laughs> yeah, they had a really fun relationship. I gotta be honest. Oh, such a great, yeah. such a great uh, dynamic. That episode, I I rewatched it with <laughs> I, I rewatched it with my fiance. Like, yeah. oh, we have to watch this. It's such a good episode, mm -hmm. and I was like. She's like, oh, like you, like, like you have to pay attention to this. This is important. Mm -hmm. But then, like, rewatching it now, and then it's like in super HD, and it's on Netflix, and they uh, remastered it, and it like the first frame, so that he's in a white, uh, he's in heaven, right, or well, like right. purgatory, and it's a white background. Mm -hmm. But they didn't adjust it. They didn't like white balance right. So it's just it's so bright, like uh. it literally burns. <laughs> it's like burning the TV, and I'm like, oh man, uh. this isn't what I thought. It, it was. It's still really good, but yeah. it's still like. Lost. Oh man, this is. Uh, she was like, it was good. It was a good episode. <laughs> it was I, fun. I like. Yeah. I liked it. Uh -huh. <laughs> total, total fan <sighs> over fandom, but yeah, but yeah. yeah, dude, the it's such a nail on the head thing. Like, yeah, that's so funny. Um, I just wouldn't be me. Yeah, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Probably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> probably. You know what I, I think is is always fun, and I don't know if this is like the part of me that looks for like the consolation. Um, I like to think that when we, when we idolize people and we want to like follow after them, I think the most important part of our following is the way that we do it, like in a quote unquote spiritual sense. And I don't mean like in a religious sense, but I mean, if, so like your sister, she went to U of I, she, uh, excelled there, she found a job and she has been doing well in her job, you know, moving, moving, moving. I think following in her footsteps, not necessarily going to the same school, following in the same field, but spiritually going to a school, following through in and finding what you're good at and doing well, you know, going forward, I think that follows in her footsteps beautifully using you as an example. So I think the, the part of me that's always looking for the consolation part of situations where things don't necessarily go exactly the way you want or thought they would or hoped or whatever. I think that the, the, the spiritual successes that we have without necessarily, like I'm saying, but not, not, not being religious, but the, yeah, yeah. The, those bits oh, yeah. I think are, are, I think, uh, I wish they had more weight on our heart than they do. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And, um, I think we even, my sister, like, uh, we had a chat about this and, you know, yeah, uh, maybe a couple of years ago, like, like a year or two ago. And she, this is after I kind of came back to Chicago and I started doing improv again and, and doing creative stuff again and, and kind of following 
uh, my dream and this this dream of whatever improv ends up being. Um, mm -hmm. But it and she was like, yeah, I'm very proud of you for doing your own thing and doing what you want to do. And like, you mm -hmm. don't you're not trying to do something that you're, you're not trying to do. And it's yeah. like, even if it means like I'm working, I'm not working that, that kind of like, you know, corporate job where it's like, this is, this is like, you know, her job and she loves it and she does well at it. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's her, that's her path is like, this is right. her dream is that is, is her job. And for me, you know, and you know, whatever my, my job is just a means to an end to find my other dream, which is the other, other parts that I explore, like mm -hmm. doing improv, acting, doing this, mm -hmm. all that stuff. So it's, it's interesting um, when you think about that and saying that spiritual stuff, like, you know, what, what is like destiny? What is that kind of fate? Mm -hmm. And then you, you, you kind of end, I still believe, I, I don't know, this is the, the Cubs fan optimist in me, but <laughs> yeah. the, we end up where we need to end up and everything works out but yeah. also uh 2020 has shown us maybe maybe not so much but right. we'll see we'll see how it ends <laughs> yeah 2020 is like hey, to be man, continued on you that guys, you guys had dreams of enjoying your life right well <laughs> nope <laughs> this oh theory is yet to be proven yeah. uh, oh my gosh That's so like funny. i said Cubs fan optimism. I've been dis I've been disappointed more times than uh, uh, I've been proven right. But right? hey, <laughs> so oh my gosh, that's great, that's great. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, was there was there any any last thoughts? Anything else that stuck out that uh, that you wanted to mention that we haven't talked about yet about the story or how it impacted you or how you felt about it? You know, I I was very. very uh, I was very surprised and, um, and, and, uh, yeah, I, I loved it very, it was awesome. Um, trying to hearing that, uh, just the little bits are so fun. The little spe specific bit, like details, it gets so funny, like the round ball history round ball mm -hmm. and whatever. Cause I took, I did take those classes at yeah. some point. Like I think I took <laughs> like a, I took a tennis class, like oh, nice. my freshman year, it was like one credit and I was terrible. And the, the <laughs> tennis teacher was such an, an asshole. <laughs> He's such a jerk. <laughs> like he wasn't teaching. He was just like, God, you know, you could tell he was like, I, like, I don't know, uh, washed yeah. up assistant coach or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but those, I, I kind of miss those classes where it's like, I have no, I'm just studying this because i'm interested in like okay mm -hmm. um that stuff is awesome and that is something i do do i do have yeah. these like moments where i study stuff so it was just it was awesome nice hit the nail on the head and awesome i'm very i'm very uh enamored with it it's great right on. i'm so, so happy. thank you so much d yeah happy to happy to glad to have you on um and with that we will bring other james to a close um, my guest again bye today. Bye, other James. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> bye, other James. Um, one more time to remind you: please feel free to follow James on uh, Instagram at jmac90. Um, I'm assuming that's jmac90, right? Yeah. Yes, jmac90. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, be feel free to follow James on uh, Instagram at jmac90 or uh, his improv group at Club Asia Improv. Um, yeah, it has been great having you. Thank you so much for being here, James. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Dee. I really yeah. appreciate it. Awesome. Um, for everybody else, please come back next week for another episode of Other You. Uh, for James, I'm Dee. 
See you next time. Bye-bye.